What's an amazing day? It's been a great day. It's an incredible day. Well, first of all, first day it's rained in four month, four weeks. That's yeah. true. It's true. You but also, it. we have a great guest on. Incredible guest. Our new friend. He's crying over there. He's getting a rush to laugh. Our new friend, Mr. Ben Fuller. Praise God. I was trying to think about what to say, and I was like, could I be funny or should I be really serious out of the gate? You know, but you guys are funny. Oh, man. I love you. <laughs> Funny's it. Funny's it. That's for sure. And yeah. so it's an ben, honor to be here. We, we're so glad that you're here. I'm pumped. You guys, I mean, you guys have blessed me all day today. Your introduction this morning blew my mind. I was a little bit surprised, right? Like you're the third band that we've had in here at Live Community Church. And I'm sitting in the IT office, production office at seven o'clock this morning. And around the corner comes Ben Fuller. He's like, hey guys, good morning. And I'm like, do I know this guy? I actually saw you out of the corner like, of my eye and I thought it was somebody coming early for like hospitality. I feel like I'm like saying hi to a friend that I haven't seen in a long time, um, but I am. It was somebody coming for hospitality. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's it. right. Yeah, I was born a morning, I mean, mm-hmm. the, working on a dairy farm, it's like wow. dad would just be like, it's time to get up and let's go. And so I remember doing chores before school and uh, I remember like actually legit uh, had a teacher call home and say that Ben smells like urine. <laughs> and w- they thought I was peeing my pants at school. Sure. But I was doing farm chores mm-hmm. before I went. And uh, they were like, oh my gosh, like it's, he has cow manure on him, is why it smells. <laughs> yeah. But that's just the way I was, I don't know, the way I was brought up. That's incredible. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, Pastor, you should explain on the podcast what chores are. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, the chores Kids. are. Just yeah. Yeah. Stuff I get to get my allowance. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. That's yeah. So where's yeah. home originally? Where's home for you? Uh, Perkinsville, Vermont. Okay. And uh, so small, super small town, but uh, uh, 2% Christian. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. There's a lot of, ch- believe it or not, like every time I go home, I always like find a new church that's closed, like that's just boarded up. Mm-hmm. And I drive by and I'm like, whoa, that's a beautiful building. And it's just closed. There's wow. so many churches. There's a lot of churches up there, but there's just no, I don't know, nobody to run them, I guess. Nothing happening. Yeah. Maybe wow. maybe yeah. a call to go back home and be pastor. Praise or? God. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. If the Lord sends me up there, I mean, I love going home, but I, I uh, he's just got me going everywhere else but home, to be honest. Wow. You don't so, do any shows in Vermont? Um, I honestly haven't. I should. I, yeah. I honestly should. And I haven't. Um, it's not close. It's yeah, not no. Like it's a close drive. No, and it's not close. And I think, um, you know, it's really hard, especially in the Christian community, is like the promoters kind of go where, you know, as far as uh, events and churches and sure. stuff, go yeah. where the masses are. You People know, the are Bible, showing up. Bible Belt. Exactly. And um, so, but I, I, I'm honestly, I am going home in October. Um, about 20 minutes from where I grew up to help lead worship at a, at a church. Um, that's a grand opening of a, of a church. I'm uh, really excited about that. So it's, it's Very actually cool. in New Hampshire, just over the border, mm, but cool. uh, there's not enough of that happening. So hopefully it sparks some revival up there. And that's awesome. We'll see. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Tell us about your childhood. Like what was, oh, what was it like a young uh, Ben Fuller growing up in? Uh, <laughs> I um I think, you know, the hardest part about, being an only son on a dairy farm is, um, you're really leaned on a lot for, Mm -hmm. for those chores, you know, for that work. And so, uh, coming from a place of, you know, passed down from my grandpa to my dad, to me is just that met that worker fuller, you know, tough guy mentality. And, um, so it was, I think the hardest part about it is that my dad just didn't talk a lot, Mm -hmm. um, didn't share a lot. 
And um, the silent treatment, I think, was the most deadliest weapon that was used against me when I was a kid. Because wow. um, there's nothing worse than being 12 years old and having your dad, you know, shrug you off and just, you know, you're stuck for maybe a day, maybe two days, maybe maybe four days of wondering what you did wrong and yeah. wondering why that happened. And you did nothing. Like, I, I maybe I did nothing. But it just was like the way that he was taught. Yeah. So I've come to not blame my dad for the way that I grew up because that was just what he knew. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was a tough, it's tough. I ran away a lot. Uh, cut myself a lot. Uh, 16 years old, uh, you know, put a gun barrel in my mouth and, wow. and I wanted to, I almost pulled a trigger, you know, and it's like, that's wow. a, that's real. And, uh, but God, God has had other plans for my life from the beginning. And I've, I've seen these little interventions along the way, but you know, I had to go through 14 and a half years of addiction to, to see that. And, um, Jamie was talking about, um, the gifts from the Lord. Yeah. And like that just wrecked me, uh, at the service because that 14 and a half years of being an addict, you know, actually ended up being a gift because now I'm speaking into all these addicts lives, yeah. all these people that, that can't put a drink down or, 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 or can't think they can't move on from that. And I'm just telling them about Jesus. That's and, incredible. And what Jesus did for me. Yep. Um, but it took, it took most of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so did you grow up in it like a faith-based home? Then? No, no. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Vermont was, you know, a 2% Christian place. And I remember going to church for funerals and weddings, Gotcha. you know, and that was about it, but I never heard the gospel. Hmm. Like I never, like yeah. Jesus was a swear word in my mouth. Gotcha. You know, yeah. and that was just that his name was used to accentuate other bad words. Mm -hmm. tell, tell me about this family that moved to Nashville from Vermont. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I love that about your story, but I, I, when I heard it, I was like, man, I, I need to know that. Yeah. I moved. Um, so I moved in 2018. I had just lost my best friend, Ryan to a um, heroin overdose. And, uh, you know, the, the report back was, uh, it was all fentanyl that, that took his life. And, um, so that was really hard for me. And I tried to, you know, I, I, I thought it's, it kind of changed me a little bit, um, in, in the respect of like, it scared me to death. Like yeah. literally I didn't want to die. Wanna, yeah. And, um, but I, so that's kind of sparked my songwriting and, um, uh, and I moved, I realized like I started playing bars. I was playing bars at that time. But anyway, um, I started really leaning into some songwriting and getting my emotions out. And I started hearing about people like, Hey, go to Nashville. And, um, so in 2018, in the fall of 2018, I finally had had enough of hearing about it and moved. Um, and I played there for a whole year, uh, country music. But what I hadn't realized was, is that God actually moved, um, a family, the Davenport family, moved them a year before that moved them in 2017, the year I lost Ryan mm. down to Nashville and got him situated and got him hooked into church of the city in Franklin, Tennessee. And, uh, they were there and waiting. And, um, it was one fall day in 2019. I was driving home from the bars and they called me and they got my number from somebody I don't even know. And they're just like, Hey, uh, do you want to come over for dinner? And, uh, I don't turn a meal down. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm tired of ramen noodles and I'm going, I'm going to eat some chicken. And, and so I did. 
And uh, at the end of the meal, they asked me, I remember stuffing my pockets with the beers and everything to go over oh. there. Cause I was like, this is going to be awkward. I'm going to need to get a buzz. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. need to. And uh, they asked me at the end of the meal, they're like, will you come to church with us in the morning? And the way that I was raised was, you know, somebody does something good for you. You do something good back. Sure. You know, it's like this work, yeah. this service, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I, I was, ser- I'm a servant. I was born a servant. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I said, sure, I'll go with you guys. And um, that, that started the whole, I had no idea, but, but God uh, knew the perfect timing hmm. for me to say yes. Cause, cause he knew I was tired, you know, and just like to a point that I would, I would just say yes. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Wow. But it happened over, you know, what blows my mind too is three and a half years as a believer and three and a half years, um, three years and nine months, almost I'm a few days shy of it. And, uh, all the, all the teaching that Jesus did over a meal, hmm. all the, the loving on that he did over a meal, the sitting down, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's beautiful. And I realized how biblical now that I look back, like, I don't even know if they intended it to be that way. They're just like, Hey, come get a meal with us because we want to, we just, we love you yeah. and we miss you. And I don't even know if they realized in the moment how biblical that was, you know, to sit down over a meal and just like breathe and eat you know, it's, it's, it's very vulnerable. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of vulnerable things happen around, around a table. So obviously the last three years, nine months have been life changing. Yeah. Just walk us through like the growth of like, what, what is it? I mean, I know you, I heard you say you're, you've been clean and, and yeah. things like that. And we celebrate that with you. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Thank you. Uh, but look, just talk if you could briefly yeah. on. Yeah. We, um, you know, <laughs> It's it's amazing how when I said yes to him when I heard the music, um, it was really the music. Music is so powerful, you know. And I've always loved music, and um, when I heard it, it really did something inside of me. And I tell people like, it's the kind of music that went into my chest and didn't come out. You know, it's like it's just like stayed in there, just filled me up, just stayed in there and just filled me up. And um, I feel like I after accepting him, it got really hard. And, um, like I lost all my friends and, uh, you know, God started putting these new people in my life and, um, you know, he just sent me some amazing, amazing people that are so talented and they believed in me and my songwriting started changing. I started writing about love and light and Jesus and God and his redemption. And, um, I, uh, I wrote a song about my brush with suicide and, uh, called other plans. And, um, there was a man who, um, who heard that song, um, Neil Spielberg. And, uh, he had worked for Warner for 20 years. And, uh, my friend Crystal had sent that to him. And all of a sudden, like, he just goes, I believe in this guy. I don't know who he is, but I believe him. You know, the song touched me. And, uh, so he shared the song and he started making some phone calls. The next thing you know, I'm sitting in a, a room across from, um, you know, Mike curb curb records. And then, um, I'm, sitting in a room with Capitol records and, and the Christian side of Sony and all these things. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And COVID hits. Hmm. And I was like, "Uh Oh, like, you know, everybody's, everybody's, everybody stopped. I, uh, the whole world stopped, you know? So I'm like, well, I guess we'll just put this whole thing on hold. So I pressed pause and uh, I called, I worked for a landscape company building stone walls. And, um, it's just crazy for, for, uh, 15 years. 
and uh, I called my old boss back and my best friend who worked for him and he had taken over the company and uh, he said, come on back. We're still building walls. I know the world's shut down, but we're still building stone walls. We're building <laughs> patios. People were putting like natural fences up, right? Cause they didn't want to see their neighbors. Right. They were putting like screens up and all. <laughs> so there was tons of work. Yeah. So I went home, I got my old job back. I put music on hold and uh, I had found out that my best friend, Paul, had prayed for me for 15 years huh. wow. that I worked alongside. Wow. And he showed me the gospel every single day. He never once told me to stop swearing or stop drinking or stop anything. He just loved me. Wow. And he, it, it, was, such a, it was such an incredible rejoice to go home and work with and share now in Christ yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bond that just, it just, golly, it I, was, I think of your message this, this, I'm going to say this morning, obviously this is coming out this week, but I think of your message this morning, Thessalonians, when you talked about, you know, uh, and when two people come back together and they see their, their friend, like that, how, yeah. how incredible yeah. for your friend, like yeah. that had to it, be amazing. After being a believer his whole life, right? 36 years, yeah, 37 years. And then he sees, he sees me, he sees this prodigal son thing mm-hmm. happen. And he's like, he is real. Wow. That right? is incredible. After I'm like this crazy, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there were a lot of times he was like, there's no hope for this guy mm-hmm. at all. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. So I, um, after that, I, I had moved back down in the fall of 2020 and, um, this man named Blaine Barkas, um, met with me again. And uh, he works for Provident, um, which is uh, the Christian side of Sony. And he said, uh, he said, um, you're too country for Christian and too Christian for country. He said, but um, your story is powerful and you're going to change a lot of lives. And he said, I want to get you in the writing room with some really cool people. And uh, I wrote 117 songs in seven months with some of the best songwriters in the whole world and um, signed a record deal with them. And then I uh, got a phone call out of the blue from Zach Williams and he wanted to write a song with me and um, we did. And then he asked me on tour. And so we did 30 cities with, wow. with uh, Zach Williams and uh, as direct support. Um, and then uh, got a phone call from Casting Crowns and we just got off of 30 cities with them. And um, what a ride. There's a bus parked outside because I asked God for rest and a house on wheels. And he gave me it. And it's, uh, it's not because I'm special or, you know, my voice is good or anything like that. Um, but I was saying to you earlier that the, that the uh, knock and the door shall be open for you, asking you shall receive, you know. And I'm just asking with an expectant heart of like, you own everything, right? You own all the money and all the everything. So I'm here to tell you that I'm here to serve you and I'm doing the best that I can. So will you please honor that? You know, and it's honor for honor. I mean, and I believe that God honors that. And uh, so I really don't know much about the Bible. I'm learning a lot and I'm learning a lot fast. But John 6 says, my Lord, to whom else shall we go? And Peter looked up at Jesus and said that because he had nowhere else to go, you know, and that's me. So because wow. I tried all these things, you know, yeah. but uh, I'm just grateful to be alive, to be honest. And it's one day at a time. You know, well, I know, I know. To go ahead, Pastor. No, you're Chamber. good. You're good. I was just saying, I, dude, I have loved spending the day. I loved being around you today, man. <laughs> it has you. been a joy. Thank it really you. has been incredible, and yeah. you can just sense and see 
what the Lord's doing in your life and how passionate you are about him. And it's been just a great day being around you. That's for sure. Thanks for being a hugger, man. Yeah. (laughs) We don't find, we don't find those too many people. Actually, the first service back from COVID, we had stickers that said, Hugs or no, no hugs. hugs. Yeah. And I think we sold out the hugs. Yeah. Praise God. We sold out the hugs. The hug Praise dealer, God. Man. It's it I told you this too. We talked yeah. about it earlier. It changes p it 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 there's there's a I don't know, there's a barrier that just goes poof. That's true. It changes people. And I was saying to Pastor that there are times that I hug people and then there are times I don't want to hug and I'm in a bad mood and I'll see those people that didn't want to hug me and then they hug me. That's awesome. And all of a sudden my mood is like, and I'm the one that's like sitting there with my arms, you know, (laughs) stuck between my legs and I'm like, get away from me. And, and they hug me and I'm like, I needed that so badly. (laughs) It's amazing. I love the story you said of like a year ago, you're, you're in a van, you're going to a festival. Yeah. You and a guitar player get out, play a song, jump back in the van. Yeah. And you went back to that festival a year later. Yeah. And you're the headline. Yeah. And we rolled up on the bus. Yeah. I mean, it's the faithfulness of God, right? <laughs> they, uh, everyone, everyone commented on it, you know, and they, they see it. And I just, I just hope and pray that it's an encouragement mm-hmm. to them for them to ask and, yeah. and ask big, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Ask massively because he's got it all. Well, and this is, I mean, this is kind of what we we're talking about earlier too. Cause when I was youth pastoring, I had uh, a family in the church that said, Hey, we're going to sell our Mustang. And that was my dream, like car. And we're going to sell it to you, you know, affordable. And so I, I bought it and it was, you know, affordable. And I rolled up to another youth pastor's house and his wife goes, Oh, I must not be living right. Look at, look at what's happened to you. And I felt bad. Like I felt bad. And I remember the Lord correcting me and said, who gave you that car? And I was like, you did. And he goes, don't let anybody take that from me. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to, and it's, it's kind of the, the insecurity thing, right? Of, no, this is what the Lord has done. And people have said that, you know, about this building. How are you guys doing, you know, this building during COVID and all these things? And, and we just coined the phrase and everybody coins this phrase. You, you've said it. This, this is what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. This is not what we've done. We didn't build this with our hands. The Lord did this. Yeah. And I think just being reminded of that, yeah. when people say those things, it's this insecurity that comes out. Yeah. And yeah. I, it takes away from what, you know, your yeah. prayers. Yeah. Amen. You were praying that. Amen. Yeah. And who would I be to take that away from you yeah. out of yeah. my jealousy? Well, and that was exactly what you talked about at the service also about just having joy about what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. Celebrate. Literally celebrating that. Yep. Congratulations, Ben, for getting that buzz. Like, yeah. yep. Wow. Maybe it's just the fact that I need to start praying for that or, you know, if it's an, if right. it's another artist or if it's another yep. whatever. And I'm, and I'm so far from perfect and, and I've, gotten so jealous and, and so down on certain things and comparison stuff has killed me. But it's like, I'm slowly learning to just take it all right to the Lord. Yeah. Everything, every single bit of it, mm-hmm. repent of those things and just be like, look, if you can do that for him, you're dang right. You can do that for me. <laughs> Come on, I, I know that you Come can. On. That's right. And I, and I know that you can. That's and good. just believing it, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's good, so bro. yeah, I'm grateful for what you guys got going on here. It's an amazing, it's an amazing church. It's an amazing body and building and everybody. Um, just the fun that you had, um, that you must have every single Sunday. It just was, it was so great to join in on a service and, um, to just praise God here, to see the joy that everybody brings and and has as they roam the hallways and, 
Um, so I'm grateful for what's going on in here. We talk it's about how we just, we drive down the road and we think, man, we get to do this. Yeah. That's, and that we just, we, right. we're just blown away. That's right. And we get to do this. I do the same thing when yep. I get in the back of that bus and roll down the highway yep. and I can fall asleep and wake up in Nashville tomorrow morning. Yeah. And that's awesome. I don't, I mean, and I go, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's cool. beautiful thing. Awesome. Awesome. One more, one more closing question. Oh, so the question we actually ask everybody on here, I guess we didn't tell you this beforehand, but is if you have a me- could give a message to, for you, it could be the, either our church or just the big C church in general, what would that be? Um, wow. Well, I mean, I, right now in my heart, the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And that really goes back to, um, I've had so many people tell me to never stop telling my story. Hmm. And, um, uh, I was telling pastor that the devil came from my life about 11 months ago and uh, 11 weeks ago, actually. And um, it's the attacks are real. And, um, you know, it's it's some people's stories. It's really icky and, and can be really hard and uh, embarrassing. And they don't want to they don't want to share it. Um, but I'm here to tell you the freedom in that the freedom in sharing and um, just telling the truth. Is amazing. Like you said, you said that today too. This is amazing how this revolved around, but you said, you're like, everyone can handle the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone can, every, every single person can handle the truth. They can handle it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, why is it so hard to say it? You know, it's the devil doesn't want us to come clean of that. So yeah, I would just, I would tell everybody just to never stop telling their story because you matter. Your life matters. Love it. So it's awesome. Would you mind praying us out? Yeah. Lord, thank you uh, for this day, God. Um, We thank you for the breath. We thank you for the life. We thank you for the provision. Um, Father, we, I read earlier today that even though we haven't seen you, we believe. Um, and, and, And so many times in my life, seeing is believing, Father. And so I thank you for these things that we can see, these gifts that we can see, these testimonies that we can hear um, that encourage us and take us deeper and further into you, Father. And so I just thank you for um, this church. I thank you for these men. I thank you for the ears um, on the other side of this radio that are listening. And uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to share um, a gospel and um, a Savior that has saved my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the This Is Life podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story, you can text the word STORY to 618-232-4707. For more information on Life Community Church, you can visit our website at lifeillinois.org. We'd also love to see you on a Sunday morning at church at either 8.30 or 10.30.